Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach at Ellen Becker Investment Group. The investment we make in this radio show is an investment in our community. We know that there are many wonderful people doing wonderful things out there, and we just want to make everyone aware of who they are and what they're doing. We hope that by sharing with our community how our guests are making a difference, it will inspire and encourage you to find a way to make a difference. My first guest today is Chip Duncan. Chip is a filmmaker, an author, a photographer, and president of the Duncan Group, a local documentary production company. Chip has filmed in more than 40 countries. He's documented the effects of war and humanitarian crises on everyday people in numerous countries. His documentary TV specials and series have won more than 125 national and international awards. Wow. Congratulations, Chip. That's really impressive. Karen Ellenbecker sits on the Milwaukee Film Festival board, and I believe that's how you two met. She actually was so impressed by your work, and we did an event in our education center where we showed your short documentary called The Sound Man to clients, and it was actually such a success that we did another one, and we opened it up to the public. You're obviously passionate about what you do, and that's something that we talk a lot about on this show is passion. You say that storytelling is part of what makes us human. And with your camera in hand, you can emphasize the ideas and the practices that bind us together in the global experience of life. So welcome to the show, Chip. Thank you. Can you tell us your story and share with us why you do what you do? Well, first of all, I want to thank Karen Ellen Becker and the Ellen Becker Company for their support of this particular show at the Charles Alice Museum. Uh, Karen has become... A, a close friend, but she's also one of the most inspiring people I know. So she is, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. So uh, the title "Inspiring Change" is something I'm sure she appreciates as well. Um, my journey is a kind of uh, unique. I started as a filmmaker and have had my company based in Milwaukee since 1985. And the journey into still photography really began after 9/11. And I, I had the kind of unique experience of being in Ethiopia at the time the towers came down. So mm-hmm. a little bit different worldview than maybe most people might have a, around that particular event. And because I was in Ethiopia, I, I was really overcome not just with the tragedy in the U.S., but also with the overwhelming support that I received from the Ethiopian people. So that's really something. I mean, you would not, that's not something that I would think would, would have occurred. So that's wonderful. Yeah. There's a 9 11 is, you know, there's so many people who, who now weren't even born at that time. So they may not have any memories at all, of course, but it, it changed the entire planet. It didn't just change the United States or our allies. And, and one of the things that I recognized when I was there, but I would encounter people living on less than $2 a day, in incredibly marginalized conditions, and yet their empathy for me was significant. And it was such an interesting contrast between the West and the, and the materialism that permeates so much of our culture and people who were living literally hand-to-mouth um, with incredibly difficult situation facing them around sanitation, around water purification, around uh, women's reproductive health, and and. So I decided after that to start using my 
skills as a documentary filmmaker to help tell stories and give voice to marginalized people around the world. That has led me over time into war zones, into slums, into uh, places like Darfur during the genocide in, in Sudan. And really it's been a, a fascinating journey, but parallel with the desire to help give voice was the changeover from shooting just documentaries and motion images to including still photography. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've been shooting motion since about 1980. I've only been shooting still since about 2005. And I really picked up a still camera in in a professional way uh, on my first trip to Afghanistan in two, 2005. So the, the photography that's featured in the show Inspiring Change at the Charles Alice Museum, it, it includes both my work um, post-05 and probably 12 to 15 countries, Burma, Pakistan, Afghanistan, Sudan, Kenya, Ethiopia, Peru, Ghana, uh, India. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on with the images and destinations, but it also includes the work of acclaimed African photographer, Mohammed Amin. Mm -hmm. And I uh, parallel with the inspiring change work. I, I have spent a lot of time in development on a feature film about Mohammed Amin and his historic work. And this is a man who literally saved millions of lives with his camera. And he brought, the 1984-85 famine in Ethiopia to the public's attention. And it's a great example of the power of, of film, the power of story, the power of photography in particular to inspire change. And his work documenting that famine led to both Live Aid, which was Bob Geldof, and Harry Belafonte's inspirational work on We Are the World. Yes. Yeah. And so it's a, the, the combination of Moe's images and mine, I think they work well together. I was able to curate his work because I know it well. Um, he shot. He, he passed away in 1996 in a, a terrorist air hijacking mm-hmm. off the Comoros Islands. But he and I use our cameras in a similar fashion, and I'm I'm I've been deeply inspired by him. So it was a real privilege to work with the Charles Alice Museum to pull together both my own work, but also to juxtapose it with Mo's. And there's about a um, a 30 to 40 year difference between what he was doing and what I was doing. So we, we, and we managed to cover a lot of the same locations. Yeah. And this, this inspiring change event is going on at the Charles Alice museum. We're going to talk more about that in the, in the next segment. Cause it's uh, it's, it's a great event that is going to be uh, through the end of October, I believe. Yes. Um, so we're going to give you more information about that, but help the listeners understand more about Chip Duncan. You know, as you've had so many wonderful things that, that you've been involved in and how has it impacted you personally? You know, you, you've been to these countries, these 40 plus countries, and you've seen this devastation and how it's impacted the people. And then you come back to your life here in Milwaukee and, and what happens then? Well, I certainly have uh, friends who would remark on uh, one friend in particular who remarks on on PTSD, um, and, and I, I I think there is an element of that that impacts 
you know, people in the military where the big focus on PTSD might be, but it also has had significant impact on humanitarian aid workers, on photojournalists, on filmmakers who put themselves in harm's way. Um, I, for me personally, I don't, I don't go through a big transition anymore between being at home or being away. I, I love the places that I go to document. Um, uh, you, since you directed the question at me personally, I, I would say the biggest challenge I have may not be the same for other people, but I don't really like working in very hot, humid climates. And the work I'm doing is a lot of it is equatorial. And okay. so I find myself in places that I'm not comfortable a lot. Yeah. Um, I don't mind sleeping on the ground. That's fine. I don't mind eating whatever's put in front of me. I will find a way to purify water. But I just don't like being hot. And so if it was up to me, uh, I'd be in alpine climates instead. Okay, uh, because you do quite a bit of work in Africa. uh, Uh, Most of the work that we're talking about today is really equatorial, and it's been mostly South Asia, Africa, Middle East, um, many journeys now to to Afghanistan. Um, I've been in Pakistan working there, but... um, you know, it's it's interesting because on my own, in my filmmaking work and on my own kind of off time, I prefer alpine climates. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, if it's up to me, I'd rather be skiing in, you know, in Colorado <laughs> or Utah or, or going down a river in Alaska, which I try to do as frequently as possible. But... But this work um, has, has drawn me to the places where I can use my skills to give voice. Right, and, right. And that's important to me. And then the fundraising side is equally important. I've, I've worked a lot with a, a nonprofit called Relief International, uh, spent seven years on their board, uh, helped raise money for women's livelihood initiatives and, and earthquake relief in several um, instances, including Haiti. I was in Haiti right after the earthquake hit mm-hmm. uh, within about 40 hours. But I, I also am on the, the board of the Losaba Community Conservation Foundation in Africa, and it's a similar endeavor in that we're primarily working on education, primary school education, um, bringing uh, more uh, health care to a community that's really had never had any modern healthcare whatsoever. And, and those initiatives really appeal to me. And mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. at this point, it's not that I, that I'm ignoring issues here in the United States, but in the U S we have a government and a tax base and a populace that can resolve a lot of these issues. Um, many of the countries I'm going to just simply don't have any infrastructure whatsoever, or they're in the midst of enormous conflict. Mm, It helps put things in perspective, for sure. It does. And and the reason I was asking that is because on this show, I interview a lot of nonprofit organizations and and, uh, philanthropic organizations, and it's it's wonderful to see how many are in the city and, and doing great work. And one that I'm thinking of is the Souls for Jesus organization that we just did that uh, gathers shoes for the 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 less fortunate in Africa. And she goes back to Africa multiple times a year. And I would imagine that with your connections, your network base, you've got a lot of people that are coming to you and, and asking for input in some capacity because of your exposure to every place that you've been. 
Um, you've seen a lot of things, you know, you, you can shed light on some things. Uh, one of the gals that, uh, uh, well, from souls for Jesus, Diane was saying that her, she didn't realize the challenges in Africa until she got there. And again, it helps you to put perspective on, on, on things. And I imagine you feel like you've been blessed. I mean, you go to these places thinking that, that, uh, these, uh, you're going to be a blessing to these people, but what a blessing they've been to you as well. I would imagine. Well, I, I I certainly get a lot out of it on a personal level. I I like to uh, I'd like to think that everyone has some idea of service within them, and it doesn't have to be Africa or South Asia or South America. It can be right here in Milwaukee. I mean, there's extraordinary organizations here in town that mm-hmm. do great work, and you know, the Boys and Girls Club comes to mind because it's one that I particularly am fond of. But again, um, when the, the difference with the developing world is, in many cases, the government doesn't have the resources or the infrastructure to provide relief in women's health or in education or water and sanitation, which are always huge issues. My skill set's very limited, actually. I'm, I, I, I wish in many of these locations that I had an engineering perspective um, or could be uh, more well-versed in the languages in the communities I'm working uh, so, so actually, um, m- most people come to me literally just because of the camera, and and that's that's the expertise I bring to the table. But again, you see things differently, literally, than so many other people. I mean, you have a, a, a gift that can be used in in many different areas. I would imagine, and um, you do great work, and and I'm sure it's appreciated well, in the in the community, both sure. locally here. You know, we talk about how things have a global effect how you know the global impact given the political climate i think it's something that is discussed uh much more often now and to understand yeah there are a lot of organizations here locally that have a global impact and we're going to talk about that more in our next in our next segment when we talk about uh, your your exhibit at uh, the Charles Ellis Museum. So stay tuned to hear more about how Chip's film and photography is having a dramatic impact by bringing humanitarian crises into the public consciousness. We'll be right back in a moment. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community. With your host, Julie Conno on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach at Ellenbecker Investment Group, and I'm here talking with Chip Duncan, our local photographer and filmmaker. So, Chip, you've been involved in a number of projects that have brought an awareness of social injustices and that have resulted in lasting, impactful change. And you're currently involved in an exciting new project called Inspiring Change. Can you tell us about that? The Inspiring Change exhibition is at the Charles Alice Museum on the east side of Milwaukee. And what intrigues me about the, the mission of this particular show is that we're looking at how photojournalism impacts change specifically and how the camera can be used to help give voice to marginalized communities or, or to celebrate people around the world. So uh, a huge issue for me having traveled a lot, is to look at how different cultures stereotype and, and to try and understand where bigotry comes from. So anytime I see um, or hear messaging around that that I find um, 
in some way naive or ignorant, I, I will rise up as quickly as possible to try and overcome it. And I think this show does a really good job of that. This show features people from a variety of cultures. I'm, I'm just kind of rough guess. I would say there's at least 30 different cultures and ethnicities represented in the show. Yes. Um, it is <clears throat> a, a, a interesting combination of the work of Mohammed Amin, the African photographer, and myself. And Mo Amin, as I mentioned earlier, he, he was killed in a terrorist plane crash in 1996, but his son Salim has continued to run the organization Camera Picks, and he and I have collaborated extensively. So we have uh, shown our work together previously, just not in the United States. And where, where are they from specifically again? Well, uh, the company Camera Picks is from Nairobi, okay. Uh, okay. the capital of Kenya. And, and the work is quite fascinating because Mo, uh, like me, was a filmmaker and a photographer. Uh, unlike me, I'm also a writer, but Mo spent all of his time virtually behind the camera and, and really used his skills to, to create and facilitate change and to tell stories. So it wasn't so much that he was an advocate of a particular form of government or a particular religion or a particular culture. It was more the the way he used documentation to bring stories to the world. So this, this particular show at the Charles Alice Museum, I think, does a really good job of, of showing beauty. And so part of my goal when I'm in a refugee camp or in some turbulent part of the world is to find beauty in the place where I'm carrying my cameras around. So that, yeah. that can be exhibited through primarily through faces. Mm-hmm. And I found that there's a, a desire for people to bring an aesthetic to their lives, even in the worst of conditions. Absolutely. So yeah. in a, you can be like in a post-earthquake zone in Pakistan, for example, I was, I was blown away by how People very quickly rebuilt a community and and created gardens and found a way to uh, to build a path that actually you know allowed people to walk a certain direction but kept the sides clean so that they could uh, plant flowers or or uh, play soccer or do something uh, that created more of a of a of a real sense of community and beauty and the aesthetic that we bring to that is a big part of it. So the show. I think will surprise people because there are so many examples of of the sorts of things that unite people mm-hmm. instead of divide them, um, and and I think that's something that the people at the Charles Alice Museum shared with the Duncan Group and with Camera Picks, which is how how do we message around that and show our similarities and break down the stereotypes and build bridges, and those are the things that I think inform the title of the show, which is Inspiring Change. Yeah, and it's got to be, I would imagine it's got to be frustrating when you're in a third world country and you see how the people there don't, they don't want sympathy. I think you said that before. They they view their lives um, differently than how we view their lives. And to come back to the United States and see all the different things that people worry about here or the conflict that divides us, and, and yet you see how different it is in, in third world countries. And, and I agree with you how a picture 
can say a thousand words. I mean, it's it. We I look at the gallery that we have at Ellen Becker Investment Group of the pictures Karen took when she was in Africa, and I can't tell you how that inspires conversation with anybody that walks past because it tells a story, which is exactly what you were talking about before. And unless we are aware of those things, and as you said, uh, as you talk about bringing awareness to to these things that are happening people turn a blind eye they're not they're not aware of it unless we um we make a conscious effort to look for it you know you talked before about how there's there's beauty and i think there's beauty anywhere you are but you have to look for it you know there are people that may go to those places you've been and not see beauty but i i look about look at the pictures that you take and the beauty in the eyes of the people and just um it it really is wonderful so um give us a little bit more specifics now if our listeners want to go to the event um and we're going to be talking uh with some some people who are affiliated with the Charles Alice Art Museum in the next segment but tell us a little bit more um about the the exhibit in particular there's going to be pictures there's going to be documentaries or I mean, it's a mix of media what what are we going to see what can people expect to see well the first thing is that everybody should understand that the charles alice museum has created space for this particular exhibition called inspiring change but they also have a permanent collection so if you're if you're willing to head out to the museum i would say carve out a fair amount of time so that you can see both our show, Inspiring Change, but also enjoy the rest of the museum, mm-hmm. which includes a lot of the personal collection of uh, and that uh, my colleagues here will be talking about shortly. <clears throat> but the the show itself is organized so that the entire first floor uh, is my own work, and it it's large format from images from various parts of the world. The second floor has two distinct rooms, one featuring Mohammed Amin, one featuring my work. And okay. both of those are are um, areas where I think there's more overlap in our images. So you'll see an image of mine from the Maasai, and you might see an ima- uh, a tribe in Kenya, and then you might see an image of Mohammed Amin of the Samburu. So they might be juxtaposed against each other so that you can see what – what was Mo documenting 40 years ago? What was I documenting fairly recently? Mm-hmm. And, and it's, um, it, the, the show also includes, I think there's four video installations that we created. And so you can actually learn a lot more about Mohammed Amin if you have the time and sit and watch the, the documentary Mo and Me. There is a, a short film called Building Bridges that features a lot of the various perspectives on my work. So it's, it is a multimedia show. Okay. And it's a very accessible location on the east side of Milwaukee. So I would I would urge people to show up and and be prepared to smile. Mm. I mean, a lot of these images are are really um, there. They, there's a lot of beauty, but there's also a lot of whimsy. Um, my work is predominantly color. Um, Mo shot both black and white and color. Okay. Uh, he was uh, well versed in the early stages of of beta beta sp and and early digital cameras but he passed away before the current technology that i'm using so at this point i'm shooting almost entirely digital and uh, he was shooting almost entirely film well we know that it's going to be a spectacular event Uh, i would encourage all you listeners to go and check it out but if someone wants to learn more specifically about chip duncan do you have a uh, like a facebook page or website that people can go to to learn more about you and the work that you do well, I do. the The company site is DuncanEntertainment.com, dot com, 
But I would I, I welcome everyone to friend me on Facebook. It's just Chip Duncan. You'll find me. I'll be the 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 one person of of who, however many Chip Duncans are. I'm the one holding the camera. <laughs> okay. Um, but I'm not hard to find on Facebook, and I and I use that medium a lot when I travel to. I will frequently just show a single image and then tell the story behind it. And if it's a spiritual image, for example, or in a particular geography, I'll I'll discuss the landscape. I'll discuss the traditions. So I really do use it to help educate and build bridges and, and break down the stereotypes that, that I personally find so offensive. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Chip, and, and your work is wonderful, and we thank you for all that you do. And we're going to learn more about uh, the... Uh, the event in the next couple segments coming up as we talk to the people from the Charles Alice Museum. Uh, but museums are a great way to learn about people of all different cultures and travel to faraway places without even having to board a plane. You learn about what's important to them, their way of life, their traditions, their music, their art. There are many museums located around the city of Milwaukee, but how many are there that are specifically dedicated to art? Stay tuned, and we'll be back shortly. You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo. Before the break, I asked, how many art museums are there actually in Milwaukee? There are 29 museums that identify themselves specifically as art museums located throughout the state, but in Milwaukee specifically, there are six. We have the Milwaukee Art Museum, which I think most people are, are uh, familiar with. We have the Linden Sculpture Garden, the Haggerty Museum of Art at Marquette University, Groman Museum, and the Village Terrace Decorative Arts Museum, and the Charles, Charles Alice Art Museum. So not only do we um, do we see these museums gives us a chance to learn about art specifically, but also about the people who donated the art and why it was important to them. And we're going to talk about that a little bit in this next segment. My next guests are John Stair, who is the executive director from the Charles Alice Art Museum right here in Milwaukee, and Chris Vetrano, who is the board president of the Friends of the Charles Alice. So welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thank you. They say that this gorgeous old house and the programming that takes place within it is a place for thoughtful discussion for all Milwaukeeans, not just Eastsiders. And it's a place to come, to be enriched, to meet people, to enjoy deep discussions, or simply to appreciate art. So can you give us a short history lesson on the Charles Alice Art Museum? I'd be glad to. Um, so we last year we celebrated our 70th year as a public institution. So um, we have a deep history already uh, going back to the Alice's who um, started the museum. And essentially they were – they go back to their founding uh, family of Milwaukee. They quite literally built Milwaukee. Um, the first municipal water system was built by Charles's father, for example. The pumping station across from the Yacht Club was built by uh, the Alice's. And they um, they really cared for their city. And so as part of their legacy, um, Charles and Sarah, they traveled the world. They were really uh, inspired to collect art and uh, were concerned about beauty and about um, 
you know, uh, Milwaukee's future as it was unfolding at that time. And so later in life, they built their mansion specifically to donate it to all of us uh, holding their world-class art collection. I found um, that interesting when I read that, that from <clears throat> from the very beginning, that was their their idea, that it, they bought the, the, the home or the mansion, mm-hmm. I was going to say the home, yeah. um, with that in mind. Yeah, very much so. And in the uh, in the will, Sarah's will, Sarah lived uh, for a couple of decades after Charles passed. Actually, um, it was right there to inspire, educate, and delight the public. And and so that's kind of the legacy that we're carrying on today. And tell us exactly where it is, because I think people can identify when they're driving down Lake Drive yes. if they kind of know from from that side too, right? And yeah. It's, well, it's it's uh, um, one block. I like to say it's one block north of Brady Street on Prospect and Royal Place. Okay. Um, so that kind of puts it right in there. So we kind of like to think of ourselves kind of as the northern or the uh, eastern terminus of Brady Street right there. Okay. Very much uh, in the neighborhood. Okay. And when you're driving down Lake Drive and mm. you look west mm. and you see that beautiful hill with the, the different thing, that's that's the location, no, that's right? That's actually as... our sister museum. Okay. That's the Villa Terrace Decorative Arts Museum there on Lincoln Memorial. Very beautiful garden there. Okay. Um, and then we are uh, just uh, down the street from there. So two very, very good museums, very closely located to each other. So right. um, the exhibit that we were talking about with Chip is going to be at the Charles Alice Art Museum. And we're going to give a little bit more information about that later. But um, give us uh, an idea of the relevancy of that small house museum to 21st century Milwaukee. Sure. Well, I think... You kind of uh, said it in your intro about um, essentially being a place for thoughtful exchange. And so I think a lot of organizations, um, you're always thinking about your relevancy. It's not just unique to us. Um, you know, you talk, and then you started off with six art museums. Well, there's 4,000 house museums in the United States. 4,000 4, across the United States. Okay. And this is, a very, this is a big question for all of them in terms of their relevancy mm-hmm. and what their meaning is for those communities that they're in. And a lot of them, to be quite honest, are struggling. Um, for the Charles Alice Art Museum, though, this is a legacy of a founding family of Milwaukee. So this was something that they started and so we're really carrying on that legacy of inviting people into their home, not only to experience beauty through the objects that are in the home, but what are those stories that the objects tell? Yes. Yeah. And then what are the conversations that we're having and what is the art that we're able to um, expose the community to? What does the community want from us in terms of what those conversations are? So we're really that place where where people can come together and then, you know, the unexpected uh, may happen as well. So I think that's from the friends group perspective is what we're all about is in the previous segment, Chip had mentioned um, and defined inspiring change. And I think that that's so relevant given what John has said, the backstory of the museum is how do you take history from decades ago and make it relevant to today's and tomorrow's Milwaukeeans. And for us, uh, John nailed it when it's about uh, a destination. It's about a place to gather. And that word that Chip used, juxtapose, I think is perfect to where there is some sense of both 
understanding the history of the Alice Museum. I think for a lot of people in the Friends group, that's our passion is it's a cool backstory. It's something that was legitimately part of making Milwaukee the city it has become to be. But who also can't appreciate a home? You know, we all can. For good or for worse, there's that aspect of a, a house museum that's so cool. And with the Charles Alice Art Museum, it is that world-class art collection, or even a worldly collection of art, I like to say, is because um, the Alices, as they traveled, they collected art that we'd like to think uh, was just more, we like that, you know, let's, let's try to collect that versus something else. And so when you go to the museum, it's this interesting experience of beauty, yet in this homey surrounding to where you walk through, you go through the the kitchen, you go through the cute pantry, you go to the dining room. And within that, it's just of a -a one-of-a-kind place. It's got its own unique fingerprint and footprint in Milwaukee. And the Friends Group is passionate about finding new ways to support that museum that we love. Well, and that's what I was going to ask. What is exactly the Friends of the Char- Charles Alice? You know, what yeah. what is it that you do? You're you are the uh, board president. Yeah. Um, obviously, you you work closely with with John, but mm-hmm. your goal is what? Yeah. It, to- our, our goal is to really act upon Sarah Alice's wishes, as John had said, uh, to make the Alice Museum a place for enjoyment and inspiration for as many Milwaukeeans as possible. So for us, our mission's pretty simple. Um, deliver that. And we just have to keep in mind that the Charles Alice Art Museum has four key aspects of the experience. It's the architecture. It's a beautiful home that people can enjoy in itself. It is the uh, collection that is something that is really fascinating when you kind of look at it all. Uh, It is the gardens that uh, are a place of enjoyment as you do walk by, that that curb appeal. Mm -hmm. That's something Mm -hmm. that really adds a lot of luster to the neighborhood. And most importantly, it's the exhibitions. And it's an exhibition like Inspiring Change that really makes the relevancy question for us is being able to work with Chip Duncan, Salim Amin, John Stair, his team, and collectively bring together – a -a one-of-a-kind exhibition in one of Milwaukee's one-of-a-kind art places. It's that destination. It's that gathering place. And I think that's that's becoming more popular. You know, you talk about the whole destination experience and the Bucks, uh, you know, that that new uh, stadium and and, uh, the corners out in Brookfield. You know, people are looking at the whole experience. And uh, I think it's it's great. Uh, I've traveled many, many places around the world and I've been able to experience beauty um, myself. But to be able to bring that back, you know, so the Alice's we're traveling all around the world and and we're able to keep in mind that this might be something people would want to see. Mm-hmm. Let's take it back. And, and again, knowing ahead of time that they bought the home with the intention of passing it on to to the, the Milwaukee community to mm-hmm. to share what uh, what they saw is wonderful. So we're going to be back in a moment to learn more specifics about the Inspiring Change exhibit. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG. Milwaukee's philanthropic community. 
with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach for Ellen Becker, and I'm talking with Chris Vetrano and John Stair from the Charles Alice Museum. So let's talk about what we're going to experience when we go to this inspiring change exhibit at the Charles Alice Art Museum. Uh, we talked a little bit about it with Chip in the prior segments, but um, help the listeners to understand what they're going to see. Sure. Um, And what they will experience as we talked about having more of an experiential uh, event. Absolutely. Well, I would like to uh, reiterate Chip in the last segment, but I'd really like to thank um, um, Karen Ellenbecker for her support of the exhibition. I would agree that she, and I don't know her as well as Chip does, but is really one of uh, the most inspiring people that I have met. So we're really grateful for her involvement uh, in the exhibition. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, so you're going to see work uh, by two photographers whose um, work really has inspired change, has inspired change and is inspiring change. Um, Mohammed Amin's work, um, you know, Chip talked about the impact that that work had uh, specifically on the famine in Ethiopia and bringing that to a conclusion. Um, so it's great to see his work and to work with Chip in curating. Uh, Mohammed has 3.5 million images in his mm-hmm. uh, archive and to have to uh, – Call those down into the yeah, how do you, so yeah right how do you pick seeing, um, <laughs> do you have a bigger home a <laughs> yeah right and you know Chip is very prolific too so you know there's a, a you know three dozen or so images uh, of his or more and also um, you're also experiencing uh, the photographer as well and you know. It, Chip's very humble and doesn't want to talk about himself, which I understand. But uh, he is someone who, you know, is a is a treasure for Milwaukee, quite honestly. And to be able to tell his story and to bring his work to light for the first time in Milwaukee, um, you know, it's a treat. It is. Yeah, it is. And yeah. we're really grateful to have that opportunity to be able to work with him. Mm-hmm. And then also then through that relationship to bring Muhammad's work to to Milwaukee. Um, you know, is great as well. So you're going to experience some somewhat of Chip and his process and then some of the other um, things that he's involved with as well. And I think that's something that's really important to the Alice experience is being able to give voice to um, our artists and our photographers and people in our community through the exhibitions um, not only about their craft, but what is the voice that they're lending their art to? In other words, what are what are they doing this work for? And that's that's really what the show is all about. I mean, there's so much talent, so much knowledge, so much wisdom, so much skill, uh, so many people doing wonderful things here in Milwaukee. Again, fr- local, locally, but mm-hmm. also having a global impact. And so that's really what we wanted to accomplish here is to be able to share with our listeners all the wonderful things that are available to them. Um, so if, if someone is interested in going, mm-hmm. help us to uh, get more information about, you know, what's the cost, where, um, how long the exhibit is going for. Yeah, the um, exhibition runs through October 25th. 
and um, we're open from Wednesday through Sunday, 1 to 5, and until 8 p.m. on Thursday evenings. Um, $7 for adults, $5 for children and seniors. Mm-hmm. Um, so very reasonable. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, you also get to experience the collection of the Alice's in the mansion that the exhibition is being housed in. And really, the, the great thing about that is you get to see not only this great art, but you get to see it how the collectors lived with that art. So it's a full experience, not only of the objects themselves, which are priceless and beautiful and amazing. Uh, we could do a whole couple of shows just on the collection. I'm sure, um, yeah. But you get to see them in the context of the house that they were enjoyed in as well. Yeah. So, Well, just to be able to walk through the home is going to be really uh, a neat experience in addition to all the other wonderful things that you're going to see. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so if the Alice's were actually sitting in on this interview today, what do you think they would say about how you are or how you are not fulfilling their original mission? I hope from a friends group they would say, we love how many people are coming over to the house. (laughs) And so I I think that just our interpretation of the Alice's, and by the way, for for our knowledge, we really don't know a lot about them. As John had Mm -hmm. said, Charles Alice died in 1918, 100 years ago, and Sarah Alice lived many decades past. So the the idea of uh, this being a place of inspiration and enjoyment for all of Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would hope that they would see that we are not only um, trying but succeeding in making that a aspirational yet true statement or at least uh, a trajectory and a direction to make the Alice uh, a place of belonging for anyone who wants to contribute to what's happening at the Alice now and tomorrow. Mm. And and I would imagine that many people are probably familiar with the Alice's from the Charles uh, or Alice Chalmers um, mm-hmm. way, you know, that mm-hmm. they don't really realize that there's more to them that they, you know, what they are giving back. Uh, and again, that's what we want to get to is the giving back piece and, mm-hmm. and how they're how they are making um, a change. And, and even though they're not here any longer, they're certainly having an impact in the uh, city of Milwaukee. Yeah, I think can I just interject, Jill, you said something earlier that I think is important is when you had listed the amount of art museums. Uh, you know, let's add all the other wonderful community organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I agree with what you said is, you know, the challenge is we, we as Milwaukeeans sometimes have to go find these places. And that's another part of um, the Friends of the Charles Alice's mission is we've got to help people, our fellow Milwaukeeans, know about what's going on at the Alice so they can interject that into their um, times where they do want to go to cultural destinations like an art museum and thing. But I, right. I think your point was so valid is we, we've got to keep diligent in making sure that it, it doesn't become a, I didn't know that place type of Milwaukee. So absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a great place it is. So, you know, put that on your radar. Yeah. So what does the future hold for the museum? You know, what, what other exhibits, obviously the, uh, uh Chip Duncan's, uh, exhibit is wonderful and that's going to be through, uh, October, but what other exhibits and programs are on the horizon for the museum? Yeah. Well, we talked a little bit about, um, you know, showcasing, um, Wisconsin and local artists and the things that they're doing. So right now we are accepting submissions for our biennial um, 
exhibition of Wisconsin artists. It's a juried show. The Friends of the Charles Alice are sponsors of that show. And, um, you know, there's $3,000 worth of prize money um, for um, artists to um, submit their work into. And um, it, it, the show is juried by uh, local artists as well. And so um, that opens now. So if you go to charlesalice.org, um, if you click on the exhibitions tab, uh, for all of you artists that are listening today, um, you can go there and learn more about how you can submit your work for that. And this is now our, um, I believe this is our eighth iteration of Forward. So for the last 16 years, uh, every other year we've been doing this. So that's the next up on the horizon after um, Inspiring Change closes. And then we're also taking some initiatives to Chris's point of, you know, what do we really know about the Alice's? They didn't have any children. So in essence, you know, the citizens of Milwaukee are the Alice's children. They've donated their uh, collection in their home to all of us. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to take another look and, and see more, learn more about what they've done for the city of Milwaukee and then see how that can inform what we do um, for future exhibitions and programs. Okay. Well, I, I thank you both for being here today. Um, it's, it's wonderful to learn about some other interesting things that we have going on in the city. Please go down and see the Inspiring Change exhibit at the Charles Alice uh, Art Museum off of Prospect. Um, it'll be a wonderful afternoon and experience and a wonderful destination for those of you looking for that type of a thing. So thank you again for being here today. Um, Chip Duncan, I want to thank you as well for being here today. Chris Vetrano and John Stair from the Charles Alice Museum. If you'd like further information about the people or the organizations we talked to today, you can email me at jill at ellenbecker.com or you can call our office at 262-691-3200. You can also visit our website at ellenbecker.com to listen to podcasts that have been previously recorded. You can also ask Alexa for help by saying, Alexa, play WISN AM 1130 on your Amazon device. And you can also tune in via the iHeartRadio app. There's lots of options for your listening pleasure. So join us again in two weeks as we talk with other inspiring guests who will share information about how they're making a difference in the community. We hope that this will inspire you to use your passion, your talents, and your energy to get involved with a local nonprofit in our community and to bless someone in some way. Find a way to be a blessing and give a blessing. Have a great night.